Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we go on a journey of exploring all of the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. Here we are. This is episode 55, which, oh, number one, I love that number. 55, two fives in a row. I don't know. just feels fun and robust. I'm also excited about this episode because it will be airing the day before my birthday. And if you all didn't know this already, Love Signals and this entire kind of podcast project comes from this year-long daily love letter project I did that started on a birthday three years ago as of, you know, June 15th of this year. So that project started June 15th of 2020. And here we are. It's basically June 15th of 2023. So it's been three years of Love Signals exploration. The name Love Signals was actually a beautiful stroke of insight from my boyfriend, Dylan. Um, And it was, you know, because I was like, oh, is it the Love Letter Project podcast? Is it like, what is it? What is it? What should I call it? I love podcasts that have names where the two words feel like they don't necessarily go together in our usual colloquial experience of life. And something and he was like what about signal or signals and I just felt the depth of how much he had been listening to me as I talked about what that project of writing those love letters was like for me of the way I started to feel love pressing up against all the corners of my life and so here I am three years in and if you all haven't listened to episode 54, which is the episode right before this one, please do, please do. That episode, I feel like is a very pivotal one in the journey. And I'll probably be saying this for, I don't know how many more episodes I'll be mentioning. 54, 54. Listen to that one because in it, I share my very real, very raw testimony of becoming Christian it's recent, it's fresh, and it's so alive in me. I am Christian now. It's, it, and it's, here I am a week later, a week after proclaiming it on air to you all. On air. Does that apply to podcasts because they're recorded before it? I do not know. Anyway, we're going to roll with it. But here I am. I'm Christian. I've, I, I've been living into this, this shift in not just identity, but in what feels like my entire being. I grew up really viewing Christianity from the outside. I didn't go to church. I <laughs> don't mind my phone making bedtime noises. <laughs> but I, you know, I didn't grow up in the Christian church and I didn't even have many friends who were Christian or at least that I was super aware of especially in the younger years of my life. And nobody in my family was very Christian. It was just my experience of Christianity was very much from the outside looking in and not even looking in that much. And so when I even think about a lot of the phrases like like a born-again Christian, that phrase is used in the world of Christianity 
and it means something so beautiful, but I grew up hearing it in a negative light, in the light of like, oh, those born agains, you know, they're, they're, you know, the Bible thumpers, the, all of that kind of negativity. And yes, there are Christians of all shapes and sizes and flavors. And, you know, it's sad to me that there are Christians out there who are, they use the words of the Bible to emphasize kind of the rules and the laws and they they kind of come at it with this kind of pick, pitchfork energy. And I really don't think that that serves the true mission of Christianity, which is to bring as many people to Christ and to the salvation that he offers us as possible. And that being said, it does seem to be the more I dig into this world of Christianity that there's also a lot of like progressive Christianity, which waters down the truth and the, the clarity of the Bible and of the scripture to make people comfortable. And that's not what Christianity is about. It's about calling out the truth of, hey, what you're doing is hurting you and it's leading to destruction one way or another. And the only way to salvation is through Christ. And that, that, that idea, uh, it's felt so extreme for so much of my life when I caught whispers of that and, and even this whole born again thing, right? And for a moment, I want to circle back to that because the reason I thought of that tonight is that as I witness my own journey and and even talk about, I, I felt myself early on in this podcast wanting to say like, oh, the paradigm shift of identifying, identifying as Christian now, that, that's, that's pretty dramatic language, but that doesn't even feel like enough. I do feel born anew. I feel reborn. I feel born again. And that is through this relationship with Jesus. And it's just like, there's, there's just to be clear, there's like 10% of my awareness that's listening to me say all this and being like, what? <laughs> Are we really saying this right now? And I, it's doubt, right? Doubt just wants to hang out there and, and doubt can exist. I don't have to annihilate it. I just choose not to believe it. I choose to believe in the faith and I also am so struck by, and I hear this in other people's testimony as I've listened, you know, I've been such a researcher. I've been really listening to lots of different people who have gone from being more new age to being Christian. That, that particular transformation um, for me is really profound to hear about because it's similar to my journey. I grew up more with like metaphysics and law of attraction and things like that. And that's that a lot of that concept, a lot of those ideas and that philosophy is what I brought with me as I entered into my love letter project. And it's a lot of what I've brought to this podcast. I mean, here we are. We're deep into this podcast. We're over a year into this podcast. And it's only now and, you know, God's timing is wonderful. <laughs> it's only now that I... I am where I am. I am in this place of, of profound clarity that Jesus is the way. 
So let me take a beat because I feel like there's so much I want to talk about, but I want to let this week's podcast be really a celebration because I feel such celebration in my heart and and in light of, you know, it's here I am, I'm about to thir- turn 32 this week and I feel so grateful to have found my faith, to have found this relationship with Jesus and to have found this this salvation, to use that word again. And I was reflecting on like, wow, well, how do I feel like it's changed me? And one of the biggest things I keep coming back to is I think so much in our lives, we can all yearn for a sense of meaning or just something. There's that yearning in us to know God, to feel purpose, to feel like there's a there's a reason for all of this um or at least just that just wanting to feel connected to something bigger than us and i think kind of parallel to that or somehow tied to that there's also this desire to feel okay right to feel like ah oh, okay i'm okay i i can feel reassured i can feel cared for i can feel a sense of like like i know how to orient to life because i have this focal point or this anchor point. And I know for myself, there's ways that I, especially looking back retrospectively, I can see how I put different things as like at the top, right? As the focal point of like, oh, this is what makes me feel that I'm okay. This is how I know I'm okay. And maybe you can relate, you know, like for me, I think certain friendships I did that with of like, oh, as long as this friendship is okay and harmonious, then I'm okay. Or like, I think in high school and middle school, it was like, as long as I'm harmonious with my entire class, I went to a very small school. So it was like 25 of us. I was like, as long as I like basically get along with everybody and nobody is like mad at me, <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, just keep the peace. And, you know, and do well. I was very academically uh, driven. So it's like, okay, like, but to me, that even felt like an extension of keeping the peace of like, I just need to get an A because like, that's the thing to do. (laughs) And I really loved what I was studying so that, you know, it's nuanced. But so keeping the peace, right? Like feeling like, oh, there's, there's no ruffled feathers in my reality. I'm harmonious with my mom. I'm harmonious with my friends and then kind of the more acquaintance level connections I have and then as I went on in life it was like I think I just I traded out different things for that and inside of the sphere of metaphysics and spirituality that is not Christianity I tried out different things and I think I I was really making love signals like a form of God or a form of you know orienting and feeling like everything's okay and it's tricky because I'm still unpacking it and and I will continue to unpack it here on this podcast with you all. But this orientation to the self of like, well, I know in my, I, my heart, I feel good. And, and my heart, you know, is like where I can feel this sense of love. But I could also feel confused by my heart sometimes. Like there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of signals. There's a lot of messages going on there too. And I've gone through many changes 
over the last two years in particular um, with, and I mentioned this in the last episode with my my political views, with where I, I've lived, you know, the last two and a half years, I, I moved across the country um, and I've had a lot of friendships change and end and I've had a lot of um, like new friendships. Like there's just been so much change and growth and it's been interesting to witness how in that experience of basically having things that I set as how I know I'm okay, as, as those things fell away in particular with certain friendships, it kind of felt like I was dying because I, I had tied my sense of okayness to something that wasn't deep and lasting and wasn't, it wasn't Christ and I can really see how, of course, of course it felt like the end of the world. Of course it felt like so shatteringly scary to feel confronted or to like feel like the peace was not being maintained or to feel like, like I was losing these connections that somehow gave me a sense of purpose and meaning and orientation in my life. And the contrast I feel now is that, one, Christ is in that place as as he should be. God is the focal point, is the anchor point, is the top, is what I base my sense of okayness on and what I anchor to, what I what I focus on, what I love the most. Because that's the other thing. I think there's a subtle way that we want to, I don't, I don't know if it's like the human condition. And I've even heard some people say that. I haven't looked it up if it's like anywhere in scripture, but this idea that God designed us to, to be in relationship with him. And so part of that looks like there's a natural yearning in us to know God. But because of the way that evil and darkness works and sin works and all of that is that we can get confused about what we're worshiping and what to worship. And we start to worship, as the Bible says, false idols. But that can include worshiping or, or overvaluing and overemphasizing our career, even our family it could be our body or our physical looks or the possessions we own or whatever, or even like our intellect, right? There's all these things that we can worship and they're not meant to be worshiped. God is meant to be worshiped. And then it's like, I don't know, it almost feels like uh, like some puzzle or something where it's like once you get that that piece of God being in his rightful place in your life, everything else seems to like fall into place. It almost reminds you of like a, a tapestry that might be tangled. And like if you find the knot, the part that should hang at the top, then all the other strings will descend. And, and you can even work out maybe there's some tangles, but everything knows where it needs to go and flow. And, and I feel that in my own life. I've, I have a full-time job working for an app, managing the content. And I have, obviously I have this as a side project and I've been working on a book for Love Signals and I have my relationship and with my partner and I have various home projects I always like to do and 
various long distance friendships that I choose to maintain and my relationship with my mom, who's more local and just all the, I have all these things, right? And it's interesting to notice how, and I'm actually just realizing this in this moment. What I was going to say initially is that I feel how much more ease is, is coming into my life with all these parts. But then I realize on top of that, wow, the amount of time that I've spent in my life feeling overwhelmed is like a lot. Like, like that's one of the main ways that pain and discomfort manifests in my being, you know, both physically and mentally and emotionally. And while I will say there's been times where I felt kind of like, woo, full and, and kind of overflowing and, and even potentially overwhelmed in the past few weeks with this embracing of my faith. I also, I, I haven't felt overwhelmed in that way that I, that I feel like I felt so much in my life. And that, like the energy that I have for this podcast, for my job, like I feel like I'm bringing such good energy to my job. And I've always held myself to really high standards with that, but man, it's, it's different. And it, as something I've said many times, two people could do the exact same thing, but the energy behind it can change the entire outcome, experience, etc. And I feel that. I feel the, the energy that I'm showing up with for life itself is higher quality. And wow, I mean, that feels good. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think... Something I remember reading early on in my, like, maybe like a month or two ago, gosh, probably longer, probably a few months ago, when I was on Pinterest, which is one of the few social media platforms that I use, um, when I was looking at prayer and scripture and just wanting to in interact with the Bible and scriptural texts in smaller doses and, and quotes by people like C.S. Lewis, who was um, an atheist who converted to Christianity throughout his life and he wrote the line the witch in the wardrobe and and various other texts um but i found this one and i you know what i will look it up and i will see if i can find the source of it but for now i will just let it wash over you all lord whatever it is i desire may i desire you more whatever it is i seek may i seek you more whatever it is i love May I love you more. Be more to me than anything else in this world. That touched me so deeply that that verse, um, well, it's, it's just a little letter, right? It's just a little poem somebody wrote, a prayer, really, that somebody wrote and posted online. <laughs> what a gift. But this idea of, to me, that feels like such a powerful encapsulation of like, acknowledging the way that we'll we'll seek certain things more than we seek God. We'll love certain things more than we seek God. And and this this beautiful opening to like wow, what if to make it to make it a what if question because I I love those. If you aren't familiar with my podcast, I I talk about, you know, kind of positive what ifs. <laughs> what if you loved God more than anything else? What if you desired God more than anything else? What if you sought out 
God more than anything else and let him be the most important in your life. And I will say like, I I've seen that even in my, my relationship with, with Dylan, I see how as I'll just speak for myself. I, I mean, I've witnessed a beautiful blossoming in him as his faith has deepened. And I see as, as my faith has deepened and as I've really opened fully to having Jesus in my heart and in my life and into understanding the Bible more and, and like letting it become like a living text in my being and, and mind and heart, our relationship has become infinitely better. The way that our hearts are open to one another it's like there's like a softening of our hearts and there's um, this profound balance of, of truth and love, you know, being willing to be honest with ourselves and with each other and to, to love each other fully and to really feel like, like a team on the deepest level. And I really, I feel how God and I feel how both of us in surrendering ourselves to Christ, he's given us this, this union, this, this sacred union. And it's, it's so beautiful. It's incredible. And, um, I really look forward to seeing what comes next. So I think I want to leave you with this idea that and really this question of what if you let God, let Christ specifically, I really do want to emphasize as a Christian and because of what I've read and oh my gosh, I've just been doing so much research. You know, there's um, The Case for Christ, which is an incredible book that I'm going to be reading soon, but I watched the movie in the meantime, which was incredible. Uh, very well done. Uh, I've also read twice <laughs> the book it's very short uh, by john MacArthur. found god's will find the direction and purpose god wants for your life where he really he it's so scripturally based it's beautiful and he talks about basically these five five ways to know that you are in alignment with god's will and once you know that you're doing all those things and you can really verify like yep i'm doing all these things then the sixth thing is just to do what you want because when you are in alignment with God, because you're studying the Bible in a deep way, you are spirit-filled, you are clear that you are saved, right? You have declared that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and various things. I'll get into this book more as the podcast continues in future weeks. But once you do all of those, you can do whatever you want because God has planted it his desires for you in you and you will be living in alignment with him because you're doing all these all these other parts which God very clearly spells out in the Bible that he wants for us but specifically Christ there's a passage um, I think it's in Timothy where he talks about how you know the only way to the father to God is through me, his son. And that's really, that's such an anchor point of Christianity is proclaiming Jesus as your Lord and Savior, which I talked about in the last episode about my kind of 
realizations and understanding of what that really means. And I would like to read some scripture to you all today because it's just, it's, it's the word, it's his word. And, you know, it's something I really enjoyed about the movie, The Case for Christ. And what I'm excited to read about more in depth in the book is that movie and that story is true. And it's this man in the 70s whose wife decided to become Christian and he was freaked out. He's atheist. He was a journalist at the Chicago Tribune. And he was like, oh no, she's joining a cult. Like, I I need to disprove Christianity. And so he went on like intense investigative uh, journey to basically be like, okay, well, how how would one even say that it's not true? And so he he focused on the resurrection because if Jesus wasn't resurrected, everything else kind of falls apart. But along the way, part of what he discovered was that the, you know, the, I forget what the phrase is, but the way that text is verified as true is how many copies of it are found historically. And texts that we you know, really deeply value like, like Plato and Socrates and, and other, and um, I think the other one was like the Iliad and the Odyssey. There's certain numbers of copies of those, you know, like a handful of copies of those that have been found historically, because, you know, the more copies of, of a story you find, that's how they, that's kind of a measurement of proof that, okay, this is, this is real, this is true, this, this culture, this whatever, believe this. And the number of copies of the Bible, specifically the New Testament, but also the Old Testament that have been found throughout history is is like, like if you stack them all up, rather than being maybe like a foot high, like the other texts, it would be like a mile high, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but it was something like that. <laughs> so basically this idea that like really validating that the Bible is, it's it's real, it's true, it's truth. And here I am, man, I'm just really, really talking about it all. And I, the conviction with which I, I hear other Christians speak is so beautiful to me. And it's something that I really feel in myself. And sometimes I can notice I'll start to kind of want to shy away from full conviction of acknowledging the truth of the Bible, the truth of the, the salvation that Jesus provides us if we open to him, right? If we repent, which is basically just acknowledging <laughs> that, that you're not perfect and that you've sinned, which is a, a kind of a charged word, but it's a powerful word. It means that, you know, you've gone, you've gone against what is best for you, what God and, you know, wants for you, which we all do. We all do. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he, he forgives us of that and he he makes us new again. So I'm going to read a tiny bit from, this is the first book of Peter. So 1 Peter, and let's see, it's um, chapter 8. No, it's chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. 
On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And that's a psalm, actually. So here Peter's quoting a psalm from, you know, from the, I think in the Old Testament, that's where all the psalms live, I'm pretty sure. This is the part that I felt really touched by. So here we I'll continue. This is verse 13. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so those who who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in spirit. I'll leave it there. I really ask that as best you can, and I pray that as best you can, that God will really help to open your hearts and minds to whatever that text is meant to show you all tonight. Well, it might be daytime when you listen to this, but it's nighttime for me. And I'm still learning what all of that means to me. And and that's something I wanted to share too. I think that reading the Bible is so profound. And my very analytical mind wants to figure out what all of it means and understand all of it. And thankfully, I have this awesome Bible. It's a um, women's study Bible, New International Version. Uh, And it includes wonderful commentaries from various women, and it also includes a lot of annotations, and it gives context to each of the books of like, who was, who wrote this, and who was it addressed to, and what time was it, you know, because the Bible isn't chronological, even though the Old Testament is kind of basically before the New Testament, but there's ways that they kind of tie to one another and relate, and anyway, it's not chronological, I've been learning, um, but as, as I'm reading it, I really pray throughout reading the Bible to have God, have Christ open my heart to what this text means and, and help me understand it. Help me really understand his will, his message for me. And not just for myself, I'm realizing, you know, because of this podcast that just, you know, here I am, it's happening. Uh, there's a natural kind of teaching aspect that's here. And and because part of being Christian means sharing the gospel. Because if I love the people in my life and, and anyone I come into contact with, if I love humanity, then why would I hold back 
from sharing this truth, this truth that is the truth. <laughs> oh man, truth has become this whole like, it's subjective. And it's like, no, <laughs> this is the truth. And that is, that's the thing that's kind of been blowing my mind with this research I've been doing lately about the history of the Bible and the history of Christ and, and the truth of Christ. And because of all of that, the way that Christianity really is the way. And that that idea of, oh, I've found the answer, this is the way, has been villainized. Especially because of, I think, you know, the way that cults will kind of use that of, don't question it, this is just the way. But that's the beautiful thing about Christianity. It's like, don't just trust me. You can do your research. You can look for reasons. You can look for proof that shows you that the Bible is true. You can look for proof of why Christians believe what they believe because of what is in the Bible. So there's actually a lot of evidence. It's not just blind faith. It's not just do what I say. I'm not going to tell you why. There's actually a lot of deep context and deep explanation for this whole beautiful faith that is Christianity. So I'm deep in my learning. I know this was a lot. I feel like I covered a lot in this one, but I just, I just, I'm, I'm overflowing. I'm overflowing not only with passion for my faith, my newfound faith, but I also feel, I feel so hungry to keep learning more. And as best I can, I I want to bring you all along for the journey if you want to come along for the journey. And I really pray that whoever you are, whoever's listening, that you can open your heart to these ideas and, and get curious if there's areas where it feels uncomfortable. Like, of course it feels uncomfortable. I was reading earlier today. Oh, I'm forgetting where it was. I think it's in John. One John. I think it was 1 John chapter 7, verse 7. I'm not 100% certain, but it's basically Jesus was saying, of course, of course the world hates me because I'm testifying that their ways are sinful. I'm calling them out, right? And, and, and we don't like to be called out for what we're doing if we like what we're doing. There's this way that we want to hold on to the comfort of, you know, for me, I know it can be like the comfort of not rocking the boat. I don't want to speak up. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to cling to the comfort of that. Um, it's, and that's a, you know, that's a form of selfishness, right? I'd, I'd rather be comfortable than do the selfless thing, which is to share the truth, which is that Jesus loves you and he is the way to salvation. And this is your soul on the line, right? <laughs> it just gets so serious so fast. I almost have to laugh at it, but it it is serious. And so then I feel in my heart, like the tenderness of that. So here we are. This is a longer episode. Feels right. Feels right. Here we are. <laughs> I trust it. Uh, but I really, I, I guess I will leave you all with... Um, this question I brought up earlier of 
what if rather than any of these these other things that that really don't ultimately satisfy us what if you let all of those things take their rightful place right that they they're in your life or maybe they're they're out of your life because maybe they're more on the kind of the sin side of the spectrum what if you let all of that drop away and instead placed god at the top god as the focal point as what you want to love more than anything, seek more than anything, desire more than anything. What, what if you did that? What, and notice what that brings up for you. Notice, you know, maybe fear comes up for you, right? Because darkness is like, no, no, don't go. <laughs> Stay. Or maybe that brings up feelings of like, maybe you feel the Holy Spirit. Maybe you feel spirit filled when that question is posed to you. But for me, and I know for many others, as I've been listening to these testimonies, when you have Christ, everything else um, just pales in comparison. He is so completely everything like he's just everything and and the peace that he gives the strength that he gives and you know the salvation i keep using that word because it feels so true and so right he he really provides everything everything that i believe each and every one of us is searching for so <laughs> Ah, it still feels right to conclude with, there is so much love here for you. And it's the love of Christ. I really believe that with my entire being and beyond. (laughs) And I hope that you can feel it right here, right now, as you hear this and more and more each day in every way, in every moment, with every breath, Christ is with you, with every Every thought with every step, Christ is with you. He is ready to to be completely part of your life. And all you have to do is ask for him and open to him and invite him in. So may you be well. Until next time, this is Michaela, and I look forward to continuing on this journey with you all. Take care. 